Hi, this is Jay Bear of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to the Content Experience Podcast. I'm Randy. Hey, Anna. We have one of our final podcasts together. As always, this podcast will continue on this channel, on this subscription for all of you loyal listeners. But this is a fun one because we bring a really brilliant marketer, a marketer I've got a ton of respect for and everything they do from a creative perspective, but also one of my past co-hosts. In fact, your predecessor, uh, Mm -hmm. Tyler Lassard. So, you know, I, I didn't feel any awkwardness during this podcast. You know, the three of us in the room together, it was, it was all good vibes. You cleared that up pretty quickly. Uh, but, but we did get to talk about just being more personal with our marketing. And, and I know it's something you and I always riff on all the time. Yeah, I know. It's something that we talk about all the time, but it was really great to get Tyler in. And he had some really cool, tangible examples about how Vidyard and his team and everybody there is really using video to create connections, but then also just the broader context of creating connections and even more so making them meaningful and relevant. It's a really good episode. Absolutely. I mean, I I think as marketers, we struggle a bit with, you know, how personal can we be, you know, with our audience. And, you know, it's funny because you compare that to certain situations that we get in with our customers where we're very comfortable to be personal. Uh, you know, this week we have Connex happening, the actual Connex event, and we'll be very personal in rooms with people, you know, talking about their lives, asking them how they operate as marketers, asking them the stuff that pisses them off or gets them excited. I mean, that, that's the personal stuff. But when we get into our email communications and our you know, blog posts and our ebooks, they're usually written as though it's, it's a you know, thesis. Yeah, it's, it's not, oh, yeah, it's usually very like manuscript like or brochure like. It's not what we think of as personal, oftentimes, is the complete opposite of personal. So, agreed. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard it to is. do that. You know, it's, it's funny. When I, when I wrote my book, one of my biggest things was to make sure that it read as though I was speaking. You know, Did you as, read it like, out loud after every? I I would read it out loud to a degree, and I you know sometimes you know I gave it to our copy editor, and every once in a while uh, she would make some changes, and I would revert them back in the track changes because I was like, no, that's way too formal. I would never speak that way. Uh, I want it, you know, and 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 sometimes I try and push our marketing to be a little bit more like you're in a coffee shop with the customer or the person that you're speaking to, because that's, that's who they are at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. I think, you know, and Tyler hits on this too, and everybody will have to kind of listen in to the end, but really drives home on authenticity and exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't your voice. It might've been a good edit, but it wasn't done in your voice or there was edited just slightly to take away your personality. And yeah, at the end of the day, authenticity wins. There you go. On that note, here we go. The most authentic guy there is, Tyler Lassard. Hey, Tyler. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's so great to have you back. 
It is a pleasure to be back. Thanks so much for having me. I've missed being a co-host on the show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so it's really great to be back and to uh, hear your guys' voices. Yeah, That's good to know because I, I was going to take it personally if you were like, oh, this has been, life has been so much easier. Yeah, I'm enjoying my weeks now. I don't have to look forward to this podcast thing with Randy, but uh, <laughs> I, I, we can now pr- proceed with this podcast. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. No, in all, all honesty, before before we hop into it, Anna here, I, I do want to say that uh, it, it was a it was a really uh, important experience for me to 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 co-host a podcast with you guys, and it's actually kicked me off into uh, launching some of my own shows. And I think everybody out there. Uh, who is you know looking to to learn is looking to uh, sort of dive into their markets that's really what I enjoyed was I learned on every episode and in, in people that I was speaking with and I made such great connections and so thank you uh, for the opportunity and uh, it's it's been a real pleasure yes I know it's yeah this show has been a ton of fun and I of course it's only fitting that we bring you back for the penultimate episode of this podcast in its current iteration obviously it's going to evolve into something different and bigger and better um, but Tyler real quick before we jump into it, what have you been up to since everybody last heard from you a lot actually but I don't want to give too much away I know <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, continue to be very busy here, uh, both in my life as the head of marketing at Vidyard and uh, as a, you know, father of four and uh, proud family man. It's been, uh, it's been a great little while here uh, since our last conversations together as co-hosts here uh, at, at, at Vidyard, you know, I've been really busy at growing out not only the, the video marketing and video selling space, but we've continued to expand uh, what we're doing to reach a much broader audience, which we'll talk about during uh, the the podcast, I have no doubt, because uh, it's been a real learning experience for me moving from really enterprise marketing and selling into uh, almost that consumer uh, freemium app world, uh, which has been a really interesting experience. Um, outside of that, I've uh, launched my own show called Creating Connections, uh, as well as a sister show called Video and Focus, uh, which I'm really excited about. And those are podcasts as well as video series uh, where I've been uh, talking to uh, some amazing people in the world of marketing, sales, video, uh, to really tap into what they're seeing as the top trends and how businesses are creating real human personal connections with audiences uh, using new types of marketing tactics and in, in creating experience based marketing, as well as, of course, using tools like video. So it's been, been a lot of fun and uh, really excited about the new shows. So we're, we're about four minutes into this podcast, if I'm timing it right. And I've now counted three times where you use the word connection. So unfortunately, we didn't you know, pour some tequila or you know, Crown Royal or something like that and say that we would do a shot each time. Uh, otherwise, this this would be a really fun episode. But uh, it's it's obviously something that you've been thinking a lot about. Uh, you know, what what do you mean by this term connection? Uh, it's 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 a heavy loaded term. Yeah, uh, so it, it it is, and I think it's uh, it, it is something that's really important to be to be clear on. Um, you know, where I'm at right now in, in spending a lot of time working in the market is this sense that most B two B companies, in particular have, you know, swung too far in the direction from the old world of, you know, brand and communications and really focused on building, you know, emotional uh, engagement and emotional uh, responses with audiences to this, to this world of kind of spray and 
prey demand gen, if you will, uh, which is kind of this over digitization of how we communicate with audiences. And I, you know, feel very strongly that there's this, you know, need in the market for us to, to, to really find that balance and say, you know what, it's not good enough as marketing and sales teams and as businesses to, you know, say, well, you know, we're, we're going to build new email nurture programs and social engagement and all these things that hit our audience as opposed to really truly connecting with our audiences, building more meaningful relationships and using that as a way to engage our customers. And so there's a lot yeah. that goes into that, but I, I think we, we need to think about that idea of how are we connecting with our audiences as, as a way to, to, to really build relationships. So, so as you hit on that, I mean, first off, very timely, the, you know, this podcast will live on, but you know, this is airing the week where we join with marketers in Toronto. Uh, Vidyard's got a big part in Connex this year, the content experience event, not the podcast to confuse those listening, uh, where we're live in Toronto. And, you know, that, it's funny, sometimes people pronounce Connex as Connex, which is not the intention, but I love it because they're like, I'd love to come and, you know, connect with other people. Uh, but, you know, that that is, I think, how a lot of us naturally think of creating a connection is, you know, from a sales perspective, we got to get on the plane and go visit them. Or, you know, how do we keep this customer engaged? Well, let's jump on, on a plane and, and go visit them or fly them out to an event of some sort. How do you see that translating, though, to a digital world? Yeah, well, that's, I think, the real crux of it for, for most people because we're, we're used to building connections, building relationships uh, in person. And it's something that, you know, if we could do that with all of our prospects and clients, we would. And that's the reason that we do events like Connex and we get out there in the field with our customers is because you still cannot beat that one-to-one human connection. And the best salespeople know that. And any opportunity they have to be able to meet with customers in person, uh, they won't pass that up because that's all about building that relationship. But as marketers who, you know, need to think about, you know, how do we do that at scale and how do we uh, build those relationships even before they're ready to talk to sales? uh, We need to be really thoughtful about that. And we can't meet people face to face. We can't hold their hands and, and have direct conversations. But what we can do is be thoughtful in how we create content, in how we deliver our messages into the market into how we inspire action uh, within our audience, uh, how we engage them in communities. There are lots of different ways we need to think about changing, um, you know, marketing as a sort of one-to-many broadcast to thinking about it as, hey, everything that I put out there and ask of my audience is about building a relationship and creating an ongoing conversation. Um, And there's lots of ways to do that. Um, And then you also think about the mediums that we use to try to build trust and, uh, and, and create authenticity with our audience, which is a big part of it. And you start to dabble into things like video, like podcasts, things that actually bring our personalities to life and can create a more human connection. So there's lots of different pieces that can go into it. And I'm, I'm really excited about this idea of thinking about how do all those things start to work together so our brands can really become really, you know, uh, 3D almost uh, living, breathing organisms that are, are building relationships with buyers. Nice. I love it. I couldn't agree more. There are so many different ways to build connections and how marketers choose to do that, I think, is probably something that we should dig into after our break because that is a big conversation to have. But love it. Love where you're going, Tyler. Everybody hang in there with us while we take a quick break from sponsors. And when we come back, we are going to hear more from Tyler about the amazing ways that we can actually make connections and how we can put all these great pieces together. So hang in there and we will be right 
Hi friends, this is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Content Experience Show podcast. We're here with Tyler, and we just started talking about all these great pieces that make up connections and how brands can make connections. So Tyler, I would love to know from your perspective, and maybe you even have a case study or an example of how you've done this, how can we actually make connections relevant and meaningful, right? Because you had this sort of great um, little tidbit at the beginning about how it's not just about blasting our messages at customers. It's about really forming connections. But Randy and I have mentioned a lot of times on this show that for some reason or another, when marketers get into a room, they forget what it was ever like to be a consumer. And we start to think that just because there's a first name field in an email, that that's personalization. So give us, help us out here. How can we actually make these messages meaningful and relevant and create connections? Yeah, I think it's such an important point because a lot of people do think about, uh, you know, personalization as the way to create that connection. And then often we land on, well, personalization equals, you know, the right information at the right time to the right person, you know, addressed to them, uh, yeah, by, by merging in their name. And, and all of that is important, right? Don't get me wrong. Uh, that stuff is important. But it, I, I think it really misses, you know, a final element, which is the right experience and the right tone and and the right sort of human element because again you can deliver the right information at the right time all day long but if somebody doesn't feel inspired to want to engage in that if they don't walk away from it you know with some kind of an emotional or visceral response and go yeah you know what this really connected with me I want to you know action on this then you've probably haven't done uh, nearly enough to, to progress them through the journey. So I think, you know, for our own team, we really think about, you know, all of these touch points are not only opportunities to educate our audience and be helpful, but also to build a relationship, right? And if the buyer's journey has progressed the way that the analysts say, i.e. 80% of the purchase decision gets made before they even talk to sales. Well, our job as marketers is to help build that relationship in addition to educating just like sales reps would. Uh, So, you know, a great example is we've seen tremendous success in doing content that is designed wholly to appeal to sort of the personal, almost fun and sort of interest side of our audience as a way to show that, you know, we, we, we get them as people and that we can, you know, be interesting and creative in how we deliver our messages. Uh, for example, we do, uh, you know, we, we've done had real fun with things like April Fool's Day uh, campaigns and videos that almost, you know, shed a little bit of, 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 
of lightheartedness uh, and, and almost, uh, you know, we sort of poke fun at ourselves in some of the content we put out there by creating these almost, you know, silly stories about our market that people can really relate to, right? It's all about being very relatable. Um, you know, Halloween time of year, we create culture videos that, again, bring some of our stories to life by, um, you know, we did a Stranger Things knockoff where we did Stranger Views and, and we talked about our products and our audience through that lens of, you know, a show that everybody could quickly relate to. Uh, we've done personalized holiday videos that we've genuinely had people responded back saying, OMG, you get me. Um, you know, I can't wait to, you know, do something more with you guys, right? Things where people don't respond like that to your, you know, email nurture that says, hey, download this ebook, right? Um, but when you can get to that level where somebody is responding that you get me and I, you know, and then we have people going, can I get on your mailing list? Uh, <laughs> our good yeah. friend Randy, you know, Matt Hines, a good friend of ours. And, and, you know, he's, he talks about taking your content strategy from being interruptive to irresistible. And that's always been in the back of my mind where I'm like, can I create experiences and content that people genuinely feel are irresistible, that they would want more of it. And, and that's real, the real home run as a marketer. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting, Tyler, because as you went into that, that response, I was predicting some of the campaigns that you would talk about. And what I think is cool about that is, you know, yes, we know each other and, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of your work, but the fact that I can remember all of the campaigns that you've done and I was anticipating them shows that they're, they're resonating, that they're making a connection. Uh, you know, maybe it's part of why I'm a, a Vidyard customer here. I mean, it's, it's that ability for me to, you know, relate to, to the work that your team is doing, uh, which, you know, you know, kudos to you and your team on that. You know, maybe you know, less of a softball question here. Uh, you know, so so brace yourself. But uh, you know, we we all love the lighthearted, the emotional, the connection. How do you determine how to balance that with some of the hard hitting facts? Because you know, the buyer journey. You know, we can definitely ignite it with an emotional response. But how do we how do we figure out the right points to have the emotional versus the more practical? Yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, we always are explicit in making sure we have a consistent cadence of communications that are designed to educate, engage, and connect with our audience, right? And some of our content and communications are geared 100% on that educate um, uh, piece of that. And we do, for example, you know, we create an annual, um, you know, state of of video and business report, which looks at what's happening across the market. And we put a lot of time and energy into that to research for our audience and deliver them highly educational content that we believe will be, um, you know, great value to them. Uh, we do other research reports. We do other content that's geared explicitly towards educating. And we don't, you know, we don't, we don't try to sprinkle in humor into those because that's not the place. And those pieces are really important for earning trust with the audience and showing that you're a market leader and you can deliver them value. Um, as we look at other things that are meant to, you know, engage or uh, connect, that's where we start to look at, are we balancing our communications with some of these other elements to make sure we're building a holistic relationship with the audience? So we're not just educating, but we are connecting. And that's where things like, yeah, the holiday seasons are great times to do those kinds of lighthearted communications. But we will also often um, do, you know, one-to-one, -one, um, you know, more sort of personal and human and authentic communications as part of that connect side. 
So when we're inviting customers to join us at Connex, uh, we're sending out, you know, one-to-one videos or I'll get on camera and record something where I'm showing them very genuinely, right? This is what you're going to learn at the event. And I can't wait to see you there. And I can't wait to connect with you in person. And that's just about being authentic, being genuine, and having those consistent cadences of communications that address each of those, educate, engage, and connect um, at, at, uh, at a steady cadence. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Anna. Oh, no, I I was just going to say, I love that you touched on one-to-one video. I feel like when, especially when brands think about video, they think about these like big budget, slick, glossy videos and one-to-one video is so undervalued and so underutilized. It's almost criminal. I mean, even just having that personalized message, just saying like, hey, or even just saying like, hey, I'm so-and-so from this brand. Like Nordstrom does that now with their online videos whenever you view a product. Like it's just so amazing to get a face, to get like a pseudo conversation through video. One-to-one, I'm just a big fan of. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one-to-one video and, but I think in a broader context, it's really just about this rise of like conversational video is really the way that I think about it. And so, you know, that for a sales rep might mean, yeah, doing a one-to-one video to a customer to communicate a message that they may have otherwise typed out or, or whatnot, but they can use a video as a way to build that human rapport. And so, you know, in the 60 seconds it takes somebody to watch it, they're not only educating them, but they're also building a personal connection. Um, but there's lots of other ways. I mean, you know, Randy, you yourself, I think have been doing a great job of posting conversational videos on your social channels as a way to, again, share your ideas and, and your value with the market, but to do it in a way where people can see you, they can see your body language, they can see your passion and they can relate to you. Um, and, and I think that goes a long way to allowing people to connect in a, in, in a more real way. And I think in many cases to create those videos, it's once you get a feel for it, it's no more work than typing that out in written format. And sometimes it can actually be easier and more natural. I, I think it's a lot easier and more natural. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I actually had someone recently who's, you know, one of those people I get a lot of feedback from on LinkedIn. And they said to me, they said, you know, they watched one of my videos and they thought it was terrible. Like, and I, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, at first I was hurt. <laughs> and, and he goes on and he explains why. And then I looked back and watched the video and I remembered it was one where I had to read off a script. And, and I don't know why, I, I can't remember. I think it was, we were doing it, this video with a partner and they're like, this is exactly what you need to say. Uh, I actually remember who it was. I won't say it though, because I, I don't want to <laughs> paint them into a box. But uh, you know, the point was, is, is that you lose a lot of that human emotion when we go to the script or when we overthink what we're going to put down on paper and it goes through our copy editor and you know, it gets onto the blog eventually in that way. So sometimes shooting from the hip is the way to go. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that I've, I've learned over the last uh, few years and in really trying to practice this in, in, uh, in reality and walk the talk is, you know, there's things like podcasts and video and these emerging ways to communicate in a, in a richer format. And they do require us to be a little bit thoughtful of, you know, how do I leverage this medium in the way that is most effective? You know, how do I communicate here in a different way? Um, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Jay Akunzo, who I'm, I'm sure you know as well, uh, you know, has been, you know, running a business now of creating shows and podcasts for companies. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, studied his work and he does a great job of helping you understand, you know, writing for podcasts or communicating on video is different from the written blog or the written ebook or writing for website copy. 
And I think we all have to, you know, stop and, and make sure that we are thinking about that as part of our communications arsenal. You know, whether you're, you're actually the marketing communications team who's building videos that are going out, or whether you're an individual like you or I or a sales rep or a social media marketer who's creating rich media content to go out. Um, how is it that, you know, we, we represent ourselves differently? How do we make sure it feels authentic and real? Because I think that's the biggest part that a lot of people miss in video and in podcasts, which is to your point, Randy, when it feels overly scripted, when they don't feel comfortable and natural delivering their message, then it just comes across and it does more harm than good because it comes across as marketing or selling. It doesn't come across as connecting. Um, and I think that's a really, uh, you know, fundamental point that we need to be mindful of. Yeah, at the end of the day, authenticity wins every single time, whether it is a super slick, polished video, one-to-one, or even conversational video. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for being on again, once again, in our uh, second-to-last episode here um, as the current iteration of uh, the Content Experience Show. Uh, Speaking of creating connections, you have a new podcast. Where can everybody go listen to you? So we've launched, uh, yeah, we have a new podcast and video series called Creating Connections. Uh, needless to say, you can find the podcast on all of your favorite podcast channels. Uh, just search for Creating Connections uh, by Vidyard. And uh, those have been, you know, a lot of really great conversations. Uh, also check out the Vidyard YouTube channel, which is where we have the Creating Connections and the sister series Video in Focus. And um, the, the, the value of the video versions of those episodes is, well, A, you get to actually see and meet and uh, learn about the individuals uh, in a more personal way. And, uh, and then we also bring in um, some other visuals to help you understand things that they're talking about, things that they've done. Uh, so check out the Vidyard YouTube channel and uh, check out Creating Connections on your favorite podcast platform. Nice. All right, everybody, go check it out. Go follow it. Um, So Tyler, since you were last on, the name of the show might have changed a little bit and the format might have changed a little bit, but you know the drill on this next bit. We are going to get to know you on the fun personal side. Now that we've gotten to know you on the professional side, we have a couple of fun questions coming up. So everybody stick around and we got a couple of fun personal getting to know you questions for Tyler. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take just a few seconds today to talk to you about Emma. Emma is an email marketing platform that helps you connect with your audience and grow lasting relationships. They're awesome. They offer really intuitive tools to build and automate emails with powerful segmentation and reporting too. And the big difference is they're focused on you. Between their award-winning support and their pro services team, they make sure every customer has success with their email marketing. Seriously, they are amazing. You can learn more and request a demo today at myemma.com slash J is awesome. Again, that's myemma.com slash J is awesome. All right, Tyler, we, we have podcasted together. You are podcasting on your own. Anna's going to be podcasting on her own soon. I'm going to be podcasting on my own. We're all, we're all going the solo road. And you know, we have a question as we get to know the personal connection side of, of this show uh, is if you were to do a podcast that had nothing to do with marketing video, nothing to do with your professional life, but more so your personal life, what would the topic be? You know, so what's something you're passionate about a hobby uh, you know, something on the side and you know, do you know who your first guest would be on that topic? <laughs> So I would, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud father of four, as you know, Randy, and I have kids ranging in age from four to 12. 
and uh, they, you know, are a huge part of my life. And, you know, this may be too closely connected to marketing, but I'm fascinated by the psychology of, of children and children development today, looking at two boys, two girls in this age of, you know, online, social, and, you know, how kids are learning, uh, how they're, they're developing as people, and how different that is from, you know, when I was younger. And I would love to do a show to explore that and to actually have not just experts in the field, but to actually have kids, if I could, in those <laughs> is on the show to, you know, allow everybody to just hear and digest how they answer different questions and think about things. So you can really appreciate, uh, you know, how, how different things are for today's children than they were when all of us were young. Nice. What what would be a question that you would want to ask these kids to to understand? It's it's funny. I actually saw an amazing video. I don't think this is where you're going with it, but uh, which asked adults. I don't know if you've seen this video. Asked adults if they could have dinner with one person in the world, who would it be? <laughs> and then they asked the same question to their to these kids, right. and all the adults talk about movie stars and mm-hmm. athletes and all the kids talk about their parents and their siblings. It is the most touching video. I can't, it's, it's for some sort of like food company. So yeah. So that's amazing and very touching. But the problem for me is my kids would answer uh, names of a bunch of YouTubers instead right. of me, right? <laughs> but that's, be, that, that's informing to your, to your point. You'd get a whole other response. Absolutely, right? And it's things like that that fascinate me. Like for example, my, uh, my, my seven-year-old son, he would answer probably, ADSF as a YouTuber or Ryan from Ryan's Toy Reviews. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, again, at, at, my, at my time at that age, you know, I would not have been exposed to any online media and to see how they gravitate towards that is, is fascinating. Uh, so I think actually questions like that would be very revealing. What I also find super interesting, a simple question, like if you had to uh, find out what time it is, how would you do that? And, you know, for today's kids, it's not I would check my watch. It's typically not I would look at the clock. The answer I know my kids would give is I would ask Google. Right. And it's, it's just this like, it's a fascinating thing to me to think we're in a world where, you know, if my child wants to find an answer to a question, their first inclination is to ask Google and how that changes the way the world is heading because that immediate access to information uh, is, is, you know, interesting and their ability to use voice, to use video uh, as opposed to traditional media we're used to, I think for all of us as marketers and sellers actually has a massive impact. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm tuning into that podcast. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I'm sure you'll squeeze it in amongst all this, this other work that you got to get done. Uh, Tyler, thanks so much. Uh, again, everyone, please check out you know, the podcast that, that Tyler does have that is live. That's called Personal Connections. Creating connections. Creating connections. My my bad. Creating connections got caught up on being personal here. Uh, on all the all the the same channels that you can find this podcast. Uh, as Anne has alluded to, this podcast is uh, going through a change in itself. Uh, will start to be known as the Marketer's Journey. You'll hear more about that on the next week episode with Jay Bear, where we'll unveil a little bit more. Until next time, on behalf of Anna Harak over at Convince and Convert, I am Randy Frisch from Uberflip. A big thank you to Tyler Lassard from Vidyard. This has been the Content Experience Podcast. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. 
the content experience show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.